This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what you watching? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we're asking you, what you watching? How about TV? Seen anything good recently? What are some of your favorite TV shows? Any favorite shows? I just feel like Rocco really enjoyed playing BC he, Boys there. He let it out, and I'm very glad he did. Me too. What you watching? 651-641-1071. We just like to check in, see what's out there. Everybody needs a little recommendation, and you all, uh, we source a lot from you. We've got callers. Should we go? Let's go right to the phones, you guys. All right, we've got Beverly on the line. Hi, Beverly. Well, hello. Hello. What I you watching? You, I, I am watching... Finding Ola on Netflix. It is so good. It's just a lighthearted, fun, um, I think maybe about an hour show, if that. What is this thing called now? Finding Ola? Finding oh. Ola. What's it it's about? It's about, about an Egyptian family. And um, the husband comes home one day and decides he doesn't want to be married anymore. He oh wants goodness. a divorce. And he wants to date, but he wants to stay in the house with his two kids and his present wife. Well, clearly she's like not having that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it just explores their relationship, and it it really turns out to be a super fun show. And how Ola finds herself, and how her husband. Um, realizes it's not so green on the other side. Oh, I love this. Okay, this so that's great. on Netflix, Finding Ola. On Netflix, yeah. Right. yeah. It looks like it's in its first season. There's about six episodes. Thank you, Beverly. Thank you, Beth. I haven't heard of that one. That's great. I love, see, this is why we do this segment. I know. Let's go to Monica. Monica's watching something. Hey, Monica, what you watching? I'm watching Euphoria. Okay. I know so... this is a very controversial show but i'm telling you you got to roll with it because when i first started watching it first season um first off let me say i've got two teenagers so i was like what yeah right is this what they're up to yeah but then you know what and maybe this is just me but i'm from california but whatever but that's what i was up to at that time so i had to take i had to watch it without my mom glasses Mm -hmm. and kind of really take a step back and say oh well you know yeah it's pretty it's pretty gnarly but Kind of, I mean, for some people, it's reality. But I'm going to tell you, that Zendaya, holy cow. She is quite the little actress. What a huge talent, right? 
She no. If you watch, I mean, just like I was watching the um, last Sundays. I mean, it's it gets hella dark, but she gets super. I mean, into it. Like mm. she's amazing. Can I ask I, you? I, I don't know. Can I ask you a role. question about the show? And again, yeah. um, just for the listener, you're you're talking about Euphoria. Where is this on? Like, it's HBO Max. Um, I watch it on Hulu, so I think it's. Oh. I don't know. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So the question that I have then is. You know, people say it's dark and it's twisted and all that. But what's the thing for you that draws you back? Is it the storytelling? Is it the acting? What like what is it for you most importantly, do you think? You know, the story. Okay, so it is really off-putting, especially the first season with some of the um, the sex stuff. Okay, it's there's some real dark. I don't want to get into it, but there's some really dark aspects. However, if you stick with it and you start following the story, each person has a, has this amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, and by amazing, I mean really dark. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just, I mean, every single week I'm like, oh, like I can't wait. <laughs> so it's like a roller or, coaster. It's, it's yeah. And, and, and even the really, really gnarly dark parts, don't it never leaves me feeling like heavy. It's just like, whoa, what are they going to do next week? You know <laughs> what I mean? I love it. I love it. I love, I mean, you sound like a lot of the people that I've read about and heard about watching this show and that there's just something about it that keeps them coming back for each episode. You can't put your finger on it, but I'm telling you, if you just go with it, um, I think you're definitely going to find that it's, it it really is um, a really amazing story. Monica, thank you for that recommendation. I mean, we certainly were talking about it a little bit earlier in the show and both of us were feeling a little bit like, that wasn't going to be on our list of things to watch. I appreciate Monica's telling. Um, I'm not. I'm not currently running towards that show. I'm not saying I would never watch right. it. Like all things, now just might not be the time. Just not right now. No, I need some lightheartedness in my life. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What you watching? We want to know, Bradley. What you watching? I actually have two things, and I think I've mentioned. I've already mentioned because I think we talked about mysteries. Mm-hmm. There's a show called Death in Paradise that Jamie and I are currently binging, and there's like ten seasons of this show. It's basically a detective show, very lighthearted, but there's murder because it's a detective show. Sure. But Somebody's it's like die. it's like Murder She Wrote, but in Paradise. They're literally in a fictional island called San Marie, but it's it's really just all filmed on uh, the island of Guadeloupe in the Caribbean. Um, and it's a very just, murdery island. It's a very murdery island. Uh, and the acting is great and it's lighthearted and it's fun, which sounds weird. It's just very comforting. But there is something, and this is technically not a watch, it's a listen, but I don't care. Fine. Um, there's a podcast that was just put out by the New York Times and Serial. You remember Serial, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and this, I think, is probably their best work in a long time. And it's called The Trojan Horse Affair. And it's like an eight part um podcast about something I knew nothing about this scandal in Great Britain about and I know it's going to sound very like sort of heady and um, intense and deep and it is all of those things but it's just a fascinating piece of storytelling about this scandal involving a mysterious letter that showed up and accused some people at a school of like planning to take over with their you know Muslim religion um, which You'll find out very quickly there were a lot of reasons to question that letter, but it's all an investigation on 
how where that letter came from. Interesting. And the people telling the story are fascinating in their own, you know, telling of the story. What's it called again? The Trojan Horse Affair. And just okay. it's a podcast, so you can get it wherever. Awesome. Uh what you watching? Six five one six four one one oh seven. Actually, you know what? Forget it. We're just what gonna let you... Sharon have the last oh, word. All right, Sharon. Sharon is Karen. Hi Sharon. Hi Sharon. What's your watching? Hi. Well, it's so disappointing. It's that Will Smith series. Uh, <gasps> the Bel Air? of it. And it's on, I, I, I saw it because it's on Peacock, which I had to buy in order to um, watch, well, I don't watch it, watch the, um, the whatever, football game. Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. <laughs> I almost said Not Super Bowl. Person. And I just found it really disappointing. The three episodes, it, it, it just seems to me it's just yet another uh, 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 sort of white person's view of what a what a black family is like, and it just it's just it's enough already. It's a retelling of a story that they've already told, just in a different way. Oh, uh, well, it's completely different than the original. But, yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just more of the same with what people think black families are like. It just it's just too much. Okay, thank you for that uh, that take on uh, that's the name of the show is Bel Air, and that's the show that Will Smith is helming that is based on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's a drama based on the comedy The Fresh Prince so of Bel Air. I imagine it's Will Smith's telling of the story. I believe that's okay. Yeah, All that's right. what it is. Uh, I I want to quickly answer your question because you asked me what yeah what are you what watching? Cha watching what I watching. Um, I am, I am deep into Love is Blind season two. What is that show again? Oh my gosh. This is that terrible show that is so good where they start dating in these pods and they can't see each other. It's sort of like a combination of, do you remember that show dating in the dark where they can't see each other? And then it's also a combination of that and married at first sight because the goal is to get engaged in the pods without seeing each other. I do remember this now. Yep. So it's on season two. Again, this one is, uh, it's hosted by Nick Lachey and, um, Oh yeah. Vanessa, Vanessa, his wife. Did yeah. I just make that up? No, that's I think her name, you're right. right? Okay, thank you. It used to be Manila. Thank you. That's why I was like, "What am I doing wrong?" Uh, but the two of them host it, and it is just oh my gosh, it's just a lot. It's very trashy. Um, they're dropping. They dropped a bunch of episodes right at the beginning, and now they're dropping them once a week. Okay, and I am and caught up, and I cannot wait for the next one. Netflix. Again? Netflix. Okay. And if you want to be able to binge through an entire season, you got to watch season one. Otherwise, you're going to get stuck every week waiting for another episode of Love is Blind. All right. Awesome. Awesome. It's so bad. Uh, When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, another bad thing, another reality show, (laughs) Car Davidson, another publicationship. We're going to be talking about what's going on with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Car Davidson after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. And my talk 1071. It's kind of a good publicationship and a bad one, frankly, on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. And uh, we give them cute little names, our publicationships. This one we call Car Davidson. What's that, Bradley? That's just Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. What's up oh, with them? You know. Well, okay, so, you know, we, uh, I'm just trying to remember the trajectory of this. Are we. Actually, I thought we were going to be talking about who. Why are people waving? At I'm us? not really sure. 
Okay. Oh, is there a parade? I, there might be. Pageant. Well, that's wonderful. I don't, I don't know. A pageant? I'm just yes. going to keep doing what yeah, we do for do a that. living, which Great. is to tell you about Kim Kardashian and Pete Z- Davidson. And they're apparently giving zero bleeps to uh, Kanye West and Julia Fo- Fox's hot mess parade. In fact, um, one might think after I tell you these stories that she, that is Kim in particular, is trying to make it clear where she stands in this whole drama allegedly to, you know, or I should say in the very least to the public, right? Right. Like, I I don't think this is a private communication she's trying to have with Kanye. What I mean by that is um, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson were spotted kissing for the very first time Mm -hmm. in public Mm -hmm. on a date. You know, of course, their date is very pedestrian. They went out to dinner in New York City on Sunday. Unlike the relationship she had with Kanye, where everything was like Gucci, Gucci, Gucci to the nth degree, these two are just kind of like bebopping around like, you know, yokels. Mm-hmm. Heading to the movies. And uh, they, they're they just seen, there they are, oh, kissing face, mm. which seems very sort of, you know, normal. normal. But we've not seen that from them. Right. And that comes on the heels of, and we're going to talk about this later in the hour, that comes on the heels of uh, Kanye West kind of having like a public meltdown in terms of his relationship with uh, Kim Kardashian. And we can talk more about that. But the other piece of uh, the Kardavidson experience that I wanted to mention was that um, there's this, there is this story about Kim being worried that someone's going to hurt Pete because of Kanye, which I honestly don't think is coming from Kim or Pete. I think, you know, I, I think that every time you see a story about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, if it's not a story about them just like bebopping around being in love, then it's probably not something you should put a lot of money right, into. Right, right. Like I'm it's saying? probably coming from outside of the inner circle that well, is typically who's telling us what's going on. That was a story that was coming from Kanye's Instagram account where he was sharing screenshots allegedly from Kim Kardashian to him saying that, hey, you need, I'm paraphrasing, but you need to cool it because you're putting people in danger and somebody could get hurt. This is the piece of this, like a celebrity, a high profile celebrity relationship that is so different from a normal human everyday relationship because they've got the actual relationship that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. That we're not privy to. And then there's a, a very public display of that relationship. Then when you add into the fact that there's a divorce occurring and there are children involved, uh, then there's all, there's still sort of the parallel lines of like their public relationships and their public divorce. And I don't, I'm it's, I'm tired thinking about it. Yeah. So what I, the, the only point that I want to make with these two stories is to say simply that I think Pete and Kim are out there just like doing the thing, which they've been doing, mm-hmm. which is their relationship. But I think Kim is showing like, I'm not going to change my behavior mm-hmm. as a result of all the headlines you've seen. And if anything, like, hi, kissing in public is clearly going to. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get headlines and, right. and she knows that. So what I'm saying, and whether that's real or not real and whatever Kanye thinks about it or whatever, not... It it is to say to the public, I don't care that Kanye is doing these things. I am marching on with my own life. Right. I'm not saying any of this is true. No, but that's the again, message. No, but that's the message she's putting out. Right. Which, from just like a business standpoint, is like she's on message. She's doing her thing. It makes her look stable and secure, and it makes him look irrational. Mm-hmm. Again, whatever judgment you want to make, they this whole thing is an attempt to just get. I I think. What Kanye is trying to do, it's clear, at least from a messaging standpoint, is draw people into a fight. Right. Or drama. Right. And what Kim is trying to do is to avoid it. Yeah. However, that is not to say that Kim Kardashian does not manipulate the media for drama on a regular basis. Just not this drama. If anything, it is to say how serious this particular issue is because it is scary and it Mm -hmm. is as our friend Panda pointed out on Twitter, dangerous, like whatever you think of Kim, because it does put her in harm's way, or at least him, or at least it by harm's way. I just mean it, it comes across kind of threatening, Uh, right? When somebody has said that they're not in a relationship with you anymore and you're still trying to act as though you were in a relationship. No, we are bordering on, scary i mean so if truly, that's truly, not the case yeah kanye then i would say you need to behave differently in public because you're giving the impression to the public mm-hmm. that this is what you're doing which can be a dangerous thing for people involved however right all of that said asterisk at the top at the end of the sentence and then you look down at the bottom of the page kim kardashian i hope this is an important lesson for you mm-hmm. because you have manipulated all of this into creation like the public piece. It is not it. to blame her. Like if right. something happens, right. it is simply to say, like we should all be very careful about what we share in public mm-hmm. and um, what we don't. Right. There's so much more. And yeah, guess what? We're gonna have another opportunity about it. to talk about it a little bit later in the show. But for now, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're gonna be back with some celebrities behaving badly. We do have a name for them. We call them Bags of D. D bags after this on My Talk 1071. Behaving badly. We like to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We do have a name that we call them, and that name is D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who is your D-bag? You know what? It is NBC. Oh, wow. The I whole know. network? Well, just for this one little moment. And I um, I'm, I, I was going to bring this yesterday and I forgot to. And now they've apologized. And so, fine. Apology has happened, but I think it was kind of a debaggy moment that they are chalking up to a technical error, but it's kind of a big one. Okay. That they made during the Super Bowl. Um, as you probably know, because you watched the Super Bowl very closely, it was your favorite. Not at all. Okay, sorry. So um, 
they you know they start with America the Beautiful yep. and then they do the national anthem. Okay, I've heard that. Two wonderful female artists uh, were singing each of those songs sure. separately. Yeah, one is an artist by the name of Janae Iko, okay. and the other one is Mickey Guyton. Okay. Well, at one point, they showed. Uh, hold on, I want to get it the right order. Uh, they showed. Uh, yes, they showed a, a, you know, the camera panned to Mickey Guyton. Yeah. And the Chiron, which is the thing that, you know, the little the words on the screen read uh, Janae Iko underneath. So they misidentified. Oh. Now, these are two women of color, yeah. both performing uh, major songs at the beginning of yeah. well, the Super like, Bowl. You should get the names right. At a minimum, they should be pre-typed up, you know, and you should just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how that works because I don't do the technology, but like, can't you just like cut and paste or like slide it over? One would think I don't it'd know. be pretty easy, right? Uh, so any who'sy whatsy, um, NBC was my D-bag for that. And um, listen, they did, they did make an apology. And like I said, they chalked it up to a technical error. Um, they said uh, the following. Hold on, hold on. Um, uh, leading into Janae Iko singing America the Beautiful, we incorrectly showed Mickey Guyton and misidentified her before showing Iko's performance. We apologize to both artists for the error. Okay, so they made they made good. They I mean, made that's, good on it. You know, it just it still you know, sucks for them in that uh, moment. Yeah, and just didn't look good in the moment um, for a number of reasons. And uh, so, anyway, they've apologized. I'm sure somebody's had a good talking to. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was kind of deep bag, yes. Oh, for sure. Before we knew what would happen. Yeah. Who's 100%. your D-bag? My D-bag is me. Uh-oh. Yes, I'm a D-bag. Why? Because I am falling for uh, Renee Zellweger and oh, Aunt Anstead. Oh, oh. I mean, I just want to... Here's the thing. Like you're falling in love with them? No. Oh. Or is it a new thruple alert? <laughs> yes. Thruple I'm in a relationship alert. with these two... I almost said boring air people. Uh, but no, specifically, um, I just want to own... The fact that I am just enjoying their silliness. So I found this article over at the Daily Mail. And here's the headline. Renee Zellweger and Aunt Anstead put on a loved up display while wearing birthday hats on their way to a winery with friends in Temecula. And I just thought to myself, you know, there's just something particularly delightful about these two and how kind of amateurish their publicationship is. Mm-hmm. Publicationship obviously is just celebrities who are in a relationship and use that for publicity. In this case, I really do think that Aunt Anstead gets the better end of the stick because, of course, Renee Zellweger's star bright, uh, shines a little bit brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'm just here for it, especially with how like non-threatening their publicationship is, you right. know, as compared to, say, like Michigan. Mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, who are just always like over the top Drinking and trying so hard. Blood. And here you just have a dumb, like, uh, like photo shoot of these two getting out of a car as they head to a winery, and uh, they're obviously celebrating a birthday. And um, like Renee is wearing like a cute little birthday hat. Somebody obviously bought these little hats, and she looks very excited. He's wearing a dumb hat. They're walking around, bebopping around like two little yokels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there is just something delightful about their publicationship in a way that, you know, most of the other publicationships we talk about are just so extra and over the top. 
You know what it is for me with those two is like I do listen. Usually we don't care. It doesn't matter whether or not the relationship is real. It's yeah. a non-issue. I get the feeling that that is that this is like a very real like they're definitely like feeling each other type of relationship. But Aunt Anstead is the one that's leveraging it for his career where, you know, she's doing stuff. It's good for her. It's not that it's not good for her. She's getting headlines with it. But they do just sort of do dorky stuff. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like he could be taking her for a ride. I am not here to say she could be falling for him uh, and she shouldn't or something like I don't know. But Mm -hmm. but the way their publicationship is sort of portrayed and the way, I mean, it's it's really low stakes and it's just goobers, it's mm-hmm. two goobers hanging mm-hmm. out. Um, and to me, there's just something refreshing about that. Um, and so for that very reason, I have fallen for Zanstead and um, I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, I will go back to pointing my finger in your it's face fine. and calling out your uh, publi- publicity hot tour Uh the next opportunity I have. It's also like so Renee Zellweger, like, right? She always has seemed like she doesn't understand, not understand that makes it sound like she's intention, like she can't figure it out. Yeah. But like, she always has seemed to me like she's not going to play the Hollywood game. And it's just, it feels awkward. She's awkward. She's just an awkward person. Yeah. And so there's something kind of awkward about the way they're doing their publicationship that's very, has the Renee Zellweger yeah, fingerprint she's not, on she's it. She's not polished when it comes to publicationship. Oh my gosh, not at all. And he's just trying real hard. So that's all. It's uh-huh. just me. Bye. It's okay, Bradley. Um, I'm glad that you enjoyed their adorable Party I mean, hats. you know, it's not to say we don't like. It, this is why publicationships are a thing because it gets people interested in celebrities' lives, and it really just depends on the celebrity. Some mm-hmm. you might go for, and some you might not. It doesn't mean that it's. I'm not fully aware of what's happening. Now, speaking of publicationships, um, that is a term that we started here, but don't worry, the entire station has now adopted it because there is actually a category in the My Talk Awards publicationship of oh, the yeah. year. I love to how. <laughs> Um, they used that without permission. They didn't mm-hmm. ask, and they no, certainly did not pay. By us. We trademarked it. Even We've not gone through the actual station. paperwork. Anyway, they used that term, and everybody apparently knew what it meant when we all nominated our uh, candidates for the MyTalk Awards. By the way, have you voted yet? You have should. You done it? Have you voted yet? I think yet? you've only have got a couple voted? days left. True. Head on over to MyTalk1071.com and you can cast your vote for the first annual MyTalk Awards. Uh, those will be handed out, I think, all next week. Uh, yeah, but you got to vote now so that we can start handing them out. Yeah. It's and, that easy. Yeah. It's that, you just go and you register and, and you, you do click. it. And yep. click, February click, 21st click, through click, the click. 25th from 8 to 9 during Jason and Alexis, you'll hear the My Talk Award show. There you go. Uh, so go do that. Help us out, won't you? Do it. Do it. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Bradley, remember how you used to have a movie pass membership? Yeah. Jamie and, and then, I loved our movie pass. And then it like turned into not what it you bought. Yeah. And then it went away. And then the person who was in charge of it was like, hey, I'm going to buy that back and I'm going to make it a thing again. And we were like, what? And we haven't heard anything about it. Well, now we have. Oh, good. I can't wait to learn more. And now we know a little bit more about what the dream and the plan is, or at least the dream for the plan is for Movie Pass Part D. 
And I want to tell you what it is and also uh, ask you how you feel about it. Fabulous. When, as a movie pass holder Fabulous. of your. I'll put on my former movie pass holder thank hat. You. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you for allowing us to count on you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, swallowed wrong. Uh, And uh, Bradley, you used to be the uh, owner of a movie pass. Can you remind the people what it was? When I purchased a movie pass, I think uh, I got like buy one, get one. This was actually the best deal ever. Oh, you were an early adopter. Oh, yeah. No, super early because I have a partner who loves movies. And every year his goal is to watch all of the nominated films, not the best picture films, like every film nominated for either a Golden Globe and or Academy Awards. So he goes through, you know, he has to, like, he would go see a lot of movies. So I found out about MoviePass very early on in its existence, and I think I got, like, a buy one, get one. So we each had a movie pass, mm-hmm. which entitled us at the time to go see as many movies as we wanted um, like for a, one low, low price. And I think I paid $89. For, so I basically had two year memberships to watch unlimited movies for like an $89 fee. What I loved about that was like, I remember the two of us going, this is a terrible business model, but yeah. it's not your fault. You're just going to reap the benefits. Oh, and, sure. and you did. Yeah. Uh, and then it changed after that. Yeah. Then they started getting real weaselly about it. And um, then ultimately everyone knows it kind of imploded because but, it was not a, you know, a business model you could sustain. But the big news was uh, that Stacy Spikes, who was one of the co-founders of MoviePass, swooped in again and re like promised us that there would be a MoviePass two point oh coming. Zombie uh, MoviePass, right? Coming back from the dead. Well, guess what? Now we understand a little bit more about what their goals are with MoviePass. Oh, what are they going to do? Okay, so can I get my MoviePass experience back? I don't know if you're going to want to. But it'll be interesting to hear. Okay, great. Okay, Sounds so fun. what Stacy Spikes tells The Verge is the following. Some of the players in the metaverse right now are a little gamey. When I feel like you want to just watch the movie, you don't need fake popcorn. You don't need tomatoes. You don't need other things that are in there. That's what. Uh, that's where we're looking at it. And it's something we're taking seriously as we feel we will have a presence in meaning. Their next stop is movies in the metaverse. Oh, okay. Again, as somebody mm-hmm. who played Second Life 20 years ago, no, maybe 15 years ago, this is not new. They tried to do this. Nobody wants to do this. We're not doing this right now. Well, what they are <laughs> saying they want to do is uh, tap just about every avenue, including digital currency and the metaverse, metaverse, metaverse to, to basically resuscitate movie pass they they would do better to invest in a meta hearse i mean hey am i right well done that was well done uh they will be relying on virtual reality to do this now so i'm assuming what they're saying is like they're gonna have you know you can go in the metaverse you can go watch movies you can virtually go to amc and sit virtually in a theater this is what all of these companies are banking on that we are just going to recreate the world as it exists in these metaverse places and that's what we'll do and and we'll just sit in our pants Mm -hmm. at home or no pants because you can do whatever you want with our virtual headset, as long as you're dressed virtual in the metaverse. Headset. Yeah. This is you don't even have to be a person in the metaverse. You can no, be you can be a clown. Yeah, anything you want. You could be a car. Um. So 
It's interesting because we have mm-hmm. we have virtual reality in our house, uh, and it's fun. There's fun things on it. Well, and can I just say too? Because do you remember, you know, the Google, not Google goggles, yeah. Google box? Oh, like yeah. anybody with an iPhone, yeah, or a smartphone has a virtual reality headset. Right. You can just pop it in yeah. one of those headsets yeah. and use it. Because you can uh, watch YouTube videos on yeah. there. Absolutely. You can watch, I think Netflix has it, right? Mm-hmm, I think so. Well, there's a Netflix in virtual reality, uh, in the, in the, um, Oculus, which is yeah. the kind of virtual thing we have at our house. And, um, I, you know, when I first, we first got the thing, we unboxed it. I, hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Saw that there's a Netflix app. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try that. So I turned it, you know, I downloaded it and signed in and I went and turned on a show and I was like, why am I watching this alone in this little box? Yeah. Here's the other thing. And this is why I just, I can think of about 20 reasons why I don't think this is going to fly. But one of the things is when you're watching something with you, maybe you want to share it with somebody else. You can't do that. If you're in a virtual reality, maybe you can virtually share it with somebody else, Yeah. but you're not going to have a talking experience right in that kind of place. So well, I mean, you're just you going to watch. But it's going to be really noisy. Right. Because like we don't do that when we watch movies. You want to watch it in the room with a person. Other thing is then you also can't do anything else. So if I'm at home and I'm watching a movie, I'm, I usually have my phone out. Maybe I'm um, knitting or crocheting yeah. or I'm, I'm usually watching TV and doing something else. Yeah. If you've got that box on your face, mm-hmm. you're not doing anything. I just... I feel like a broken record with this movie pass business where I want to say, I don't think we need to try to make this a thing. Here's the thing. I think tech, the technology has not caught up to the wishes and dreams and hopes of very rich, um, mostly men in uh, that are running these companies right now. So what what if you're buying into these things, you're really just funding whatever dreams and hopes again that they hope will come true It is not, but right now, what you're, all the things that you're talking about are just the reality that the technology has not caught up. Like, I can see a world wherein the experience is valuable. Like, we're all going to put on our virtual reality headsets and it's going to seem like we're literally sharing time and space. Right. And at that point, sure. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but right now the technology is such that it's not going to do that. And so, really, to get too animated or excited about it, 
um, doesn't seem because you're just going to run into the things that you said, all the problems that you see and things that just don't make sense. Is mm-hmm. it fun to play some like games and things? Sure. And will we start to maybe do like some telecommuting with those headsets? Maybe. maybe. But it's going to it's going to develop over time. And ultimately, w- the market will decide that is people will decide what they want to do or what they don't want to do in those mm-hmm. spaces. But right now, it's just like there's all this money by very rich people and certain people get off on like, Ooh, I want to be a part of this. And and I get it because it's new and different. But when you start to dig pretty deep, it's actually not that new and different. And it's kind of not creative. And now I sound like a broken record because I've said this time and time again. Right. And you understand the impulse. I mean, we, we all understand the impulse to be a person who gets in early and uh, is part of what it is going to become. And they don't. It's sort of like, and and everybody has had this experience in a job before, where something is great and it's successful, and then everybody wants to do it a thousand more times. Yeah, or it's Betamax. Right. And that's what's just untested at this point. So, like, you know, are you going to be the first family on the block that has, like, a VCR the size of a refrigerator? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that's cool, right? But ultimately, you know, we don't know where the technology is going to end up. Mm -hmm. And so... To like get too excited about movie, like what, what? No, Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not meant for you and I. Right. That's meant for like very rich people who are trying to make more money. Right. And again, I would just caution like this company Mm -hmm. like went belly up in five minutes because they didn't have a like sustainable business model. Why would we think that somehow magically they have, you know, they're like, Hey, metaverse. Oh, okay. Come on over. Right. What this all feels to me like also, that, a, a person who has some impulse control problems. <laughs> Truly, like, oh, this is a great thing. Let's do this. Yeah, have and you then met Silicon Valley, like right. with the you know the amount of, I mean, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I look. I again, I'm not a, a luddite. I am not a person who is like I love technology. I love to try and new things and experiences. Mm-hmm. But like most people, for most people, this is just like incredibly i think head scratching Mm -hmm. because you know you have some fun games you can play like with your um the oculus headset and i'm sure it's pretty cool and um yeah but it's not for everything yeah and again and it might be someday but it's certainly not going to be for a while and i feel like they're skipping the middleman too because or not skipping the middleman there's a stage in the middle of where they've been and where they're going and that is the fact that people still are watching things on their phones on their computers and you know what on their TVs yeah right Ooh. and that they're they're skipping over that in service of something that hasn't been tested or well it is also just like so uncreative i say i keep saying this it's uncreative like think about like if I say like, ooh, we can all go to a virtual cinema together and it doesn't matter, like maybe you're not feeling well or maybe mm-hmm. you don't want to dress up or maybe you don't want to take a shower, but we can just all hang out in the space and it'll be fun. I'm like, that's the best you can do with technology mm-hmm. is like recreate the wheel. Right. No, I want to be in the movie. Yeah. Like, let's think outside the box. <laughs> that's the movie pass. Just let's or, you know, I want to time travel or I mm-hmm. want to, I don't know, see relatives who've passed i don't know i'm just saying there are so many interesting and unique things we could do with technology mm-hmm. and this just seems Applying to be kind of dusty things boring yeah and you know like not very challenging mm-hmm. so i don't know you're not you're not selling me on this movie pass thing do to be fair that pass. was not your job no, no 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 i was but i did i was curious having been a movie pass holder 
Just give if me you the ability. Would be excited about this. Here, you know what I will say is that MoviePass did do something very significant for the movie industry, and that's give uh, movie companies the, the idea. So now you know right. AMC and all these other movie chains have membership clubs that you can join and mm-hmm. you know you pay a certain amount and you can see a number of movies so like it allows those who have a like super like high interest in the thing mm-hmm. it gives them that like subscription based model now right so, which is great yeah yeah good that's, on you that's nice that's enjoy nice. enjoy good for you uh <laughs> wow when we return on the colleen and bradley show okay so i found out that there is basically a keurig for ice cream. Ooh. And I thought to myself, I don't know that I would be a great candidate for that, but if you wanted some food on demand and you could have a machine in your house that produced that food on demand. All right. What food machine do you want? 651-641-1071. If you could have a machine that made any kind of food, what would that machine make for you on demand? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.